Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. So what are some holistic approaches that you can have towards anxiety and depression and your overall mental health? Because mental health is something I talk about a lot with clients and Sometimes we have never been told or we just don't realize that there's actually so many things that we can do to really bolster and support our brain and our mental health. So today I am diving into, this is going to be part one of a two-part series, and today I'm sharing with you the first four things that you can do to really support your brain so that there can be more joy, more balance, and that you can really think about cultivating your mental health because this is something a lot of us struggle with and it's really important to have this conversation and it's really important that you know that you are empowered, that there's options, that there's choices when it comes to your mental health. So that's what we're diving into today. Hi, welcome welcome for being here. Thank you for being here. That's what I meant to say. Um, And I'm looking forward to this episode. This is definitely more of a vulnerable one for me because I'm really recording this um, in like real time of just realizing, oh, I'm struggling with my mental health. I have been for a couple of months. And normally with stuff like this, I would share it in like a couple of months time and talk about it in hindsight. But I thought there's still some stigma attached to mental health issues and it would be good to actually talk about this in real time. So this week and next week, I'm going to share these two-part series. I'm going to share with you about nine or 10 actions and tips that can really help to support your mental health. So I really hope that you can glean a couple of practical action points that you can apply. You don't need to apply all 10, um, but these are all the stuff I'm currently doing in true Kezia overachieving fashion. Um, I am applying basically all of these 10 different things to really support my mental health. So I want to kind of share that with you in real time. So if you're struggling with this, A, know that you're not alone. Um, mental health stuff can come and go. It can sometimes be a, a constant companion in our life's journey. Um, But there is so much that you can do alongside uh, kind of conventional medicine. And there's not necessarily a competition. um, But if you're struggling with your mental health and maybe you're on medication or maybe you don't want to take medication, that's not the only option available to you. There's lots of things that you can do that we know really are supportive of your neurotransmitters and your overall brain health. So that's what we're diving into today. Yay. So I hope that this is really helpful. Um, but I am, I've been having, I've been having, a, I mean, my mental health has been struggling. And I mean, I say that in such a cheery fashion, but you know, it's because I'm not going to come on this podcast and just cry. I don't feel like that would really serve you, but do know I have been crying a lot. Um, but also getting, and also getting lots of support and help and all of these things. Um, and I definitely feel like things are getting better, which is good. Um, But I have also been having, to be honest, one thing that's been really helping me that I'm not sharing this little series or much about is just like my work really helps my mental health. I love the work that I do with clients, being able to come into my office, have some time and the purpose and fulfillment and joy that I have in my work. Oh, it's so good for my mind. 
So I haven't actually talked, I don't talk about this in this episode, but sometimes a root cause for mental health issues is can be your day-to-day, I say job, but this doesn't necessarily need to be something you're paid for, is unfulfilling or stressful. So whether it's a job, whether it's a caregiving responsibility, that plays a big role in your mental health. And I'm actually really lucky slash deliberately designed and have orchestrated my life to create this business that I have um, in, and do work that most of the time really nourishes my mind. So I have found that last couple of weeks just to be coming to work, being a bit of a saving grace. And the last week I started my root cause reports, doing my first ones of those with people that signed up for that, which is just so much fun. I love chatting with you. I love getting my detective brain on and getting all geeky and being like, what's going on and what can help and hearing your stories and hearing just how unique everyone is, but also getting really angry and sad at how much you are suffering, so many of you, and how much struggle and people's symptoms are going on for like, oh, 10 years, five years, 15 years, or I'm in pain every day, or I have no energy to do anything, or I'm so embarrassed by my bowels that my confidence is gone and it's affected my relationships and my sex life and my parenting and my career. And like, that's just not okay. So it just, that really is the fuel for this work that I do is I'm like, there's so much suffering that goes on that doesn't necessarily need to go on. You can create better energy. You can feel better from what you do right now. You can. I'm not saying you can attain health perfection, but that's not the point. That's not what we're going for. It's about you in your day-to-day feeling confident, maybe even a bit radiant, energized, well and being able to do the things in your life that mean something to you, whether that is caregiving, parenting, career, social justice, traveling, artistic creations, designs, businesses, community work, like whatever it is, you need to be well. If you're suffering and struggling and uncomfortable and embarrassed and fatigued and in pain and foggy and your brain isn't even working very well, it's really hard to do the things that are important to you. So I've been loving doing the root cause reports so many. And when I say I'm angry, I'm obviously not at all at the people. It's at the systems and the conditioning at place that has made us okay, that has made us, made it okay for to, to kind of rationalize the struggle, rationalize like, oh, well, because, you know, I don't have cancer or maybe I did have cancer, but that was five years ago. So, you know, I'm just really fatigued and in really uncomfortable and quite a lot of pain. But, you know, I, I, it's, it's not that bad. Um, from what people are telling to me, to, saying to me, it sounds like it's quite bad. <laughs> Even if it's like just, air quotes, just, oh, I've had IBS, but I've had it since I was a child and it really affects my confidence and therefore my career and toilet drama and bloating all the time and my clothes choices and therefore affects how I get dressed and how I feel when I go out. So I don't really go out that much. And so I feel a bit lonely and my relationship isn't as spicy as I would like it to. Like all of these things, your health affects everything. So if you haven't booked your root cause report as of recording this, I think I have four slots left. They're only available until like the beginning of March. So I think you have about two weeks left to book yours. They're totally free. They're a bit of a prerequisite for working with me. Um, I'm taking on new clients in March, which I'll talk more about in a minute. They're a bit of a prerequisite for working with me, but this you don't, there's no pressure to it with me, if that makes sense. These aren't like sales calls of like, come and work with me. They're genuine reports and assessments where we're going to do a bit of an assessment. And then I'll send you an email looking at root causes, potential lab tests, and initial action plans, just so that you can see what is going on really with your health. So I would love, love, love for you to book in that. You can do that at keziahall.com 
forward slash report. So that's keziahall.com forward slash report and you can book in there. Uh, and then in March, I will be taking on some new clients, which I'm really excited about. So if you are interested in working with me, best thing to do is to book in a report. We're not we're not necessarily going to chat loads about it there, but it's a great place to begin um, and get more information. We'll also start to create your personalized support, uh, program, what that could look like, what lab tests might be like. It's just a great place. I would honestly just love to chat to you. It's much easier. It saves you a lot of time. This podcast is really popular and I love that you listen, but I can't give you specific advice it's like it's general. I'm talking to like, I don't know, thousands of people every month. So it's, you know, whereas I'd love to sit down with you and be like, oh, give that you that specific help. So do book your report. There is about four or five left. I'd love to chat with you. And then I'll be taking on new clients in March. So if you're, if you know you need some help and support, I'm going to be taking on about five or six, ideally new clients in March, get started together in your personalized program. And then there's also going to be a bit of um, a cohort and community group support alongside the very personalized bespoke support. So that's going to be happening. I've also got um, another challenge and set of masterclasses happening in March. And then again in April, it's just all happening over the next couple of months. I've just been planning it out and just I'm really, really excited. Also, as of recording this, I um, this will only apply if you are like take action literally on the day or two after it comes out. Um, but I also announced a scholarship place for my um, shift retreat. So I'm running the shift retreat super soon. So this is why it's like a take action now <laughs> vibe. And I'm offering a scholarship. Um, it's a discount. So it's not a free place. It's a discounted place um, to attend my in-person luxury retreat happening in a couple of weeks. So this is really for you if you're like, oh, Kezia, I really need to create a big shift. I'd love to work with you, but just the maths doesn't add up. Maybe there's circumstances in your life that are just making things really difficult. Then you can apply um, for the um, retreat scholarship. Um, if you just go to keziahall.com forward slash scholarship, um, then you can apply for that there and I will get in touch with you ASAP. So this um, is discounted, so it's not free. You still, I still think it's important that you show up and invest in yourself, but there's loads of flexibility around that and we can kind of make that work for you. So if you are interested, then go to keziahall.com forward slash scholarship. It's hard to say. I probably should have picked a better URL, but you're probably a better speller than I am. Let's be honest. Miss Dyslexic over here is... <laughs> I just rely on uh, Grammarly, let's be honest. Anyway, so I'm excited to dive into this episode because let's talk about mental health because it, it really affects everything. And believe it or not, there is so much you can do to support, nourish and help your own mental health because the world needs you, needs you to be not perfect, not pretending everything is fine and bypassing how you feel but you to be well and joyful and content and peaceful because those things are so powerful, aren't they? And we all want more of them. So let's dive into part one of holistic approaches to mental health. So let's dive into this episode around holistic approaches to anxiety and depression or said another way holistic approaches to supporting your mental health because I think for all of us at various points in our lives we're going to struggle with our mental health each of us to 
varying degrees. And obviously, when we talk about anxiety and depression, we are talking about a big spectrum here from experiencing some mild anxiety that doesn't really affect your day to day life to, you know, I've worked with clients where their anxiety or their depression has literally been getting in the way of them living um, their life. It's been incredibly debilitating. So we're all at different parts on that spectrum. But what I want to share with you, and this is a two-part series, it was going to be one, and then I realized, wow, there's just so much you can do. (laughs) So this is going to be part one. I'm going to share with you some of the holistic approaches that you can apply that will help your mental health, no matter where on the spectrum you sit, no matter what medication you don't you do take, whether you're anti-taking medication, whether you take medication, like wherever you're at, these things will help. A side note with that, if I do ever recommend anything that you specifically cannot do or take with um, taking SSRIs or medication, I will just put that in there. So do obviously always make sure you cross check, especially with supplementations and antidepressants. There is certain supplements you should not take when you are on certain specific SSRI medications or um, other medications. So um, I'll always make that clear. Um, so we're going to dive into this because there's so much good stuff that you can do. And honestly, I'm touching on this today, um, in real time with just me struggling with my own mental health and looking back on the last probably three or four months and seeing, okay, there has been a lot of struggle there. And some of that makes sense based on some life circumstances, some things, practical things that are going on in my life that, uh, make sense of the of my brain finding life harder um but also some of it is um but that doesn't always explain everything you know I remember str- struggling with depression in the past and there wasn't a quote-unquote reason for it and that that's also okay um and I really just want to encourage you if you are struggling then just know that you're not alone and that it's okay to talk about it. And I did want to share this in real time. It does feel a bit vulnerable because most of the time people share stuff when they say, six months ago I was really struggling and now it's much better. And and I'm not in that place. I am in a place of, okay, I am struggling with this now. I have noticed a decline in the last couple of months. And from the most part of it, I can understand why, I can see why. And there's a reason for it, but that doesn't mean necessarily that I um I'm not that there's nothing I can do. I personally am going to be doing and I'm doing all of these things that I'm mentioning. So that's why I'm talking about it on here. Is I am actively proactively remembering these things. So let's dive in. I've got nine different things. This isn't comprehensive, but these are the nine things I've thought of now and the nine things that I am currently implementing and things that I often share with my clients because 80% of my clients are struggling with their mental health. FYI, partly because most of my clients are struggling with their gut health and their hormonal health and their sleep and their food and their insulin management. And if all of, if any of those things are out of whack, insulin management, thyroid health, gut health, sleep quality, you are going to struggle in your brain. Your brain is going to struggle. When we think about our mental health it's really can be really helpful to think about it as like the organ of your brain and everything that affects that so this isn't about necessarily your personality or your character this is really about when I think about my mental health declining I automatically go to okay what's going on in my brain what's going on in my gut and do I need to check in with my thyroid especially so I suppose let's start there is with lab testing and knowing what's going on if you're struggling with your mental health it's so worthwhile going and getting your vitamin d checked 
getting your thyroid checked out, your B12, your folate levels, even things like liver markers, inflammatory markers, your CRP levels, uh, maybe ES, um, ESR levels if you have joint pain, all these things. But basically going and getting a good blood panel done from your doctor, GP or primary care provider can be really, really helpful. Personally, I there's thyroid issues that run in my family. You'll know my sister's been on the podcast. She has thyroid issues. So, and to be honest, I've needed to be checked my thyroid since the girls have been born two years ago. So I have been behind on my own testing. So I have ordered my own thyroid panel with vitamin D, folate, all of those things that I've just talked about. So I'm going to be testing that and just checking that my thyroid is okay. If your thyroid is out of balance, you will really struggle mentally. You'll also struggle energetically, metabolically, all the things. Life will just feel hard if your thyroid is out of balance. So lab testing, go to your doctor, run a private lab, come and work with me, really get some data before you just kind of jump to like the 10th step, if that makes sense. Really look at, really try to understand what are some of the root causes going on. This isn't something, depression and anxiety, while you may feel really powerless, you are not powerless towards these things. You are not a victim to these things. Yes, these things are happening to you and they can feel really hard. I get it. I'm in it. It can feel really difficult and yet have waves where you're just like, oh, oh. But actually, you're not a victim to it. You're not powerless. There's so much stuff you can do. And one of the best things that you can do is just gather a bit more data. You know, you could be really struggling and you're, it's just because your vitamin D levels are low, like as simple as that. Because for me, I know I have a genetic mutation of I have a SNP of MTHFR, which I'll talk about genetics more at some point in the podcast. And so that means my folate levels are often low. So for me, it's really important that I check in with my folate levels because that's a B vitamin that plays a huge role in your mental health. So lab testing, number one. That's something that I am currently doing. The next thing that I talked about in terms of holistic ways to support your gut health is to improve your gut health. And again, this could be more lab testing that you do with a gut microbiome panel and test that I run with my clients. Um, this can make a really big difference. Research is really clear that your gut health really plays a massive role in your mental health. And you might have heard this, but as, a, as an example of this, it's not the only way, but it's a clear example. If you think about serotonin, one of our neurotransmitters, and FYI, serotonin is the precursor to melatonin so a neurotransmitter and kind of antioxidant big melatonin is a really powerful anti-inflammatory um neurotransmitter that goes on that affects so many things but we mainly think of it as sleep melatonin comes from serotonin and you make most of your serotonin within the gut so if there's inflammation if there's bacterial overgrowth fungal overgrowth if there's a change in the ph of your small intestine for example it can massively disrupt your mental health i've had clients before that have not had any digestive symptoms there's no bloating their bowels are fine but their main struggles are around their sleep and their mental health and when we run gut tests on them their gut is a mess and that makes sense right from what i've just said but that's not often what we've been taught and that's not how we think about it so but when it comes to your mental health you really really want to do some work on restoring your gut health. Gut health plays a key role. The the ecosystem, the pH, the health, the um, the stability, not stability, but the, how much your gut is thriving will really impact your mental health. So if you have a history of anxiety and depression, you probably need to address your gut health 100%. No questions asked. 
there's room for improvement, you could reduce the inflammation, support the bacterial diversity. There's so many aspects to gut health. So you want you don't want it to be inflamed. So you don't want bacterial or fungal overgrowth, but you also want right amounts of the good bacteria. You want diversity of species. You want the right species to have colonized you. It really is the several layers to it. So gut health, really, really important. It's really, especially if this is, if you, actually, if I was going to say if you've struggled for a long time, but if even if it's a new thing, struggling with anxiety, depression, it's probably because there's been a change in your gut health. It's not the only factor at play. Like in my life, I know there's external circumstances that were playing a role to my own decline in mental health. But I also know, obviously, historically, I've had loads of gut issues, but I did run a gut test last year and I have been doing a gut protocol. So this is something that I have been working on. So that's the next thing is restoring gut health. If you don't know how to do that, come and work with me. This is what I do with clients. If you come with me and work with me in the Well Woman Accelerator, my one-to-one program, we run a gut test, we run thyroid labs, we run like all the things. This is this is why people see such incredible results in three and four months of working with me. It's because we just get the right data. So second thing, gut health. The third thing, sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. And the especially sleep quality. I talk about this quite a lot on the show. I talk about it all the time with clients. It's one of the most strategic things you can do is improve your sleep quality. It just impacts everything, everything. So quick things to do, improve your sleep quality. Don't eat before bed. Give your body two hours before of no eating before bed and make sure your room is dark. No night nights, no standby lights, no light from your phone, no street lamps coming through, blackout curtains. Think, you need to sleep in a cave. <laughs> Those are the best tips. And also blue light blocking glasses. Block out the blue light. That's a really quick summary. <laughs> so sleep, really important that you prioritize sleep. If humans don't sleep properly, they die. FYI, you know, if you, you know, if you don't get sleep for three days, three or four days or something, you don't live as a human. That is how important sleep is. But yet we can be really blasé or really, I don't know, rubbish at getting to bed early or at winding down. And then we wonder why we feel rubbish. You need sleep in order to live as a human. So you have to prioritize it. If you want to feel better, prioritize it. If you need help with that, again, you could come and work with me. There's loads of stuff we can do. I know it might sound frustrating. She might really struggle with sleep and you're like, yeah, Kezia, I really want to sleep. I've had a lot of clients come to me with insomnia and poor sleep and it does, a lot of things play a role in it. Your insulin management, your nervous system support, your thyroid health, your melatonin production, your gut health, your hormones, all of these things do play a role. So I know it's not always as simple as that, but you can filter out your blue light you can start going to bed earlier and you can make sure make sure your room is really, really dark. And if you need more support than that, I'm totally here for you. I've got you. I know that you can sleep better and I can help you do that. So that's the third thing, sleep quality. And the fourth thing is really looking at um, movement outside. So when I'm talking with clients, I really like to stack habits on top of each other. So we know when it comes to mental health, exercise is really important. We know from research, time in nature is really supportive. And we also know that getting that um, supporting your circadian rhythm through exposure to natural light, meaning getting your eyeballs outside is also really important. So if you can go for a walk, run, cycle, jog, dance, 
just do a HIIT workout in your garden, for example, that can really mean you stack different things on top of each other. You get the light exposure in your eyes, which helps with your circadian rhythm. You get exercise. Honestly, the reason I exercise is mainly because of how it supports my mental health. It's just like the best antidepressant ever. And I just find it so, so helpful. A bit of exercise, time outside, whether it's a big thing, running, little thing, really makes the world of difference. I actually started exercise when I was really depressed in my late teens, early 20s. I think a doctor recommended it to me. I had some great, I've had some terrible doctors and some great doctors. They recommended that I start moving and exercising. So that's when I started taking up running and swimming. And I was like, it made the world of difference. So, but moving outside can be really, really helpful in terms of just getting things going and providing a bit of a natural antidepressant. And this can be really simple as a walk around. I had a client this week who just started getting up, having a drink, going for the toilet and just doing a 10 minute walk around the block in the morning just to get things going. And that in itself is a great practice. You don't have to get up and do like a 30 minute run unless you want to, unless that brings you joy, like it brings me joy. But if that doesn't bring you joy, you could just get up Go literally walk around your block, take your cup of tea in the thermos, listen to some good music while you wake up. Like like literally, it could be five minutes, 10 minutes. You could do, I was gonna say you could do yoga outside, but I live in Scotland. The weather right now is absolutely terrible. But <laughs> ideally doing something outside each day, ideally in the morning can really help set you up for the rest of your day. So movement outside, that is number four, can be really, really, really powerful. So I know that it can feel really hard when you're in the midst of um, poorer mental health because your motivation can go really low and things can feel really pointless and it's very easy to just get really stuck in that fog, in that grey black cloud that just overwhelms you. So that's why I think it can be really helpful. I personally on my phone have a list of things of like, this is what helps me. So in my day to day, I'm not trying to decide what will help me I just decide to do these things so every day I move my body in some way even if it's just dancing in the kitchen with the kids every day I prioritize sleep that's non-negotiable you know every day I mean every day I don't do lab testing but you know I might that might be every couple of months so that's an easy one but really thinking about when things get dark actually having a list and, and I'll share the other five parts with you in the next part of this episode, in part two. But having a list of things that you know helps you, that you do regularly. And this can also be a really helpful thing to give to a partner or a loved one. Like I actually had my sister-in-law encourage me this week because I'd said to her I was going to do my thyroid test and she asked me and I still hadn't done it. And so she texted me and was like, Kezia, get that lab test booked like she knows thyroid issues run in my family. She's like, come on, Kezia, do it. And it was really helpful. Or sometimes I've given things to my partner to be like, help me, can we, you know, I really need to prioritize sleep right now. So can you lovingly encourage me to go to bed? Or I really need to, you know, cutting, I'll talk next time more about food, but alcohol doesn't necessarily really help with your mental health. So, you know, don't buy me alcohol or don't pour me anything. Or, you know, you can give these lists to your partners and loved ones so that they can really know, okay, what would help you? Maybe they'll bring you a meal. Maybe they'll 
you know, you're meeting them for coffee in an evening or a drink or something, and then they encourage you to go home so that you can get to bed on time. Like all of these things, it can be really helpful to give this list to people that you love. So in the next episode, I'll share, I'll talk a bit more about food and detox support and a couple of other strategies, but I'll keep this short and sweet for now because I'm going to go out for a walk. So <laughs> I'm walking my own talk here, um, but I hope these things help you. If you are feeling stuck in any way with your health, whether it's your mental health, your hormonal health, your um, your gut, your bloating, your pooping, then do make sure you book in your root cause report. That's at keziahall.com forward slash report. I would honestly, it brings me so much joy to do these reports. I'm such a geek. I love asking you the nosy questions, getting my detective hat on and helping you, helping you realize that you're not crazy that there's a reason for your suffering. And if there's a reason for it, if there's root causes, then guess what? You can do stuff about it, which is so encouraging and so helpful. So if you haven't booked yours, make sure you book your report now and I will speak to you hopefully soon in the next couple of weeks, but sending you so much love and make sure you tune in for part two of this mini series that I'm doing on holistic approaches to supporting your mental health. Thank you for listening to the show. And if you haven't left a review yet, please head to iTunes and leave a rating and review so that more people can create more incredible health. And just so you know, I still have two spaces available for my in-person luxury shift retreat, which is happening at the beginning of March. So if you want to know more or sign up straight away, head to keziahall.com forward slash shift. Feel free to email me or DM me if you want more information but there's two spaces available and I know, I know that you could benefit from a weekend of support, fun, luxury, one-to-one support, guidance so that you can create the shift in your hormones, in your belly, in your life that you really want. Okay. So that's keziahall.com forward slash shift or get in touch and I'll send you more options, but you got to act quick. This is like four weeks, three, four weeks away. So you want to sign up. It's just outside of Edinburgh. I know you can do this. I'd love to see you there.